And there's the red recording. <laughs> we are on. We are finally up and running. Let's see if this will actually work this time. <laughs> you know, third time's a charm. And what are we always taught as teachers? Never give up. Always give up. Never give up. Exactly. When you fall, you get back up again. Right. All right. To our lovely audience who has already discovered us, which is pretty amazing if you're here listening. Um, welcome to the first episode of Teach to Grow, the newest teacher podcast on the block. Uh, we want to kind of give you a little idea of today's episode before we jump in because it's going to be a little bit different compared to our other ones. Um, the goal for today is to introduce ourselves. You know, my name is Meredith. This is my best friend. Miriam. And we're going to give you a little background information on us, kind of tell you why we came up with this idea, why we want to be podcasting, because trust me, podcasting is probably the furthest thing from both of our personalities. It's definitely a new adventure that we've decided to embark upon. <laughs> embark upon. It's a mighty <laughs> journey. It, it is. Like the technology behind it. It's, I'm very, I've grown a new appreciation for all the podcasters out there. Yes, like we're going to be idolizing them a little bit more now. We've been listening to them, you know, now it's like, oh, now we actually know. (laughs) Okay. Exactly. So um, then we're going to tell you kind of what to expect about each episode starting next week of what you can expect of us talking about. Um, And yeah, let's just go from there. Okay, Miriam? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Do you want to go first introducing yourself or do you want me to go first? I can do it. I can go first. Yes, you um, can, girl. You can do anything. <laughs> See, always my supporter right here. She's my <laughs> she's my actual cheerleader. Um, With so, all the pom poms. Uh, you would rock those pom poms. Um, <laughs> so my name is Miriam Safaf. I am a. I just completed my first year of teaching. Woo woo. Um, I taught a second grade at a Title I charter school, um, and I was previously, I've pretty much done a lot of different things. I've been a TA, I've been uh, a before and after school care worker in preschool and elementary. I've pretty much, I've subbed, I, I'd like to think that I've done a lot, but this was my first year of teaching and it was, whew, can I tell you that it was a lot different than what I expected. Um, and we'll get more into that. And and all those challenges, just to kind of set it up, was something that I learned really quick. You just gotta get through. You just gotta get through the challenges and it's just gonna build a deeper appreciation for teaching and just build that love and passion for teaching. So. That's me, and this is my best friend, as she's already explained. Meredith, take it away. <laughs> that was lovely. Nice job, girl. <laughs> um, so my name is Meredith Amalati, and I am also, well, actually, I can't say I'm a first-year teacher anymore. We're going into our second year. Heck yeah, um, we are. But I am graduate of Fabban, and we, well, we both did, didn't we? Special ed and elementary ed. Yeah, I didn't even tell you anybody what my certifications were. Yeah, um, but yeah, we did. We were both in special ed and elementary ed um, at Fontbonne University, um, and then I also have um, my early childhood certification. And then I just completely jumped on your bio, so go ahead, Meredith. No, so if I you're a girl of like many different paths <laughs> and avenues, and I love that for you. Um, 
So yeah, so I uh, spent my first year teaching at a small Catholic school and I was teaching fourth grade and I got a little hint of fifth grade because we would switch for a couple classes and gotta say the fifth grade energy with like their, you know, being on top at the school is pretty cool to be around. Um, and actually my first year was filled with um, a lot of good stories. Let me just put it that way. Mm-hmm. A lot of good experiences that I walked away saying, you know what, that's going to be a new chapter in my book that I will write someday. Right? Honestly, each day is such a new adventure, especially with the group of kiddos I had. I loved each one dearly. Um, And they taught me something each and every day. And that was like my biggest thing, my biggest takeaway, honestly, from my first year of teaching is that, yes, you hold the title of teacher, but you are still a student. You are still learning whether it's from your coworkers or from a situation reflecting back going, man, I could have handled that differently. Or um, even like the kids are like, hey, did you think about this though, Miss Amalani? And I'm like, no, I didn't, but thank you. And so um, we both had a very adventurous first year with a lot of um, unexpected situations that we just kind of took and we listened to what college taught us of being you know, adaptable and flexible. Um, but you know, we got to talking through um, the year, we really relied on each other. I know I totally skipped through my bio. Guys, I'm boring. You really don't want to know me. But, you know, if you're really so. curious, we, <laughs> if we're really curious, Miriam and I worked together too um, at an aftercare program. And yes, we met in college, but we actually didn't have many classes, if any, together because you were ahead mm-hmm. of me. Um, I was a year ahead, but we're the same age, and that's only just because I ended high school early. So I'm not that great, guys. No, but I did. <laughs> but I did. Um, but yeah, we never. We met during um, a freshman orientation um, program. Yes. Yeah. So, and then we just bonded over our silliness and weird jokes <laughs> that nobody understood except us. <laughs> We're very sarcastic that you'll probably find out very yeah, soon. So. Incredibly sarcastic. to the Sometimes to a fault, but we get it, so nobody else needs to get it, right? <laughs> okay, so like that's my bio. I mean, that's, you'll learn about us naturally through, you know, the next how many episodes. Um, but, you know, to kind of give you an idea of we're new teachers, but we wanted to share our experience with you so that you kind of could see that you know, hey, here's a heads up, but also here's so many opportunities to grow. Yeah, and then, sorry, can I, uh, and then, and it was mostly because we just, even though we were in two, like, insanely different school settings, the fact that we were, um, we both went through the same challenges, we both went Mm -hmm. through the same experiences, even though we were in completely different settings and so it's kind of like okay so how many other people are experiencing the same things that we are that really nobody ever told them about and you know and we'll get deeper into that as we go but I that's like the main reason like the underlying main reason that we started and we even like thought about having some kind of platform to just kind of talk through it right like we started asking ourselves, we kind of went from, you know, ranting to ranting to ranting to switching our mindset and going to how can we be more helpful so others can maybe go through the process of these challenges a little bit easier. And so this is kind of, and we'll talk again more about this later, it's kind of how the podcast came to be. Um, so anything else, Miriam? We good? We good. Okay. Well, we are 
recording this in two different locations. So mm-hmm. it's a little strange not being together, but you know, gotta respect the situation. And like Meredith said, we are adaptable. So we always, we figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not on, you know, attempt number one or attempt number 15, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> one thing that um we agreed that we wanted to kind of start each podcast off was um a quote that kind of connected to the theme or the topic that we would be discussing that day in the episode um so the quote that we found was you may have a fresh start any moment you choose for this thing that we call failure is not the falling down but the staying down and that's by mary Pickford. so um we, I'm going to put this out here. First year of teaching is a dream. You know, I've had this dream of becoming a teacher since I was in second grade and every teacher I had, most of them, <laughs> that I had leading <laughs> up to this moment um, inspired me to continue to be the teacher that I've always wanted to be. And, you know, this past year I would do something or say something, go, oh, that reminds me of that teacher or, you know, bring a little piece of them. And it's, it's truly a dream because your career that you've been having on your mind and in your visions for years is come finally coming true and so you keep track of all your firsts like oh first mass together because I was at a private Catholic school or um first all um school assembly or first test I know that's not very exciting but you know you know first um Christmas uh pageant first field trip you know all these big milestones um with your class and you just get really excited and you kind of go into every situation and correct me if I'm wrong, Miriam, I want your input. Um, you kind of go into every situation, really like big, like bright lit eyes. You're excited, Absolutely. you know, you're optimistic about everything and you almost kind of go in this attitude of, Oh, I want to prove, I want to prove um, these other teachers wrong. Cause like, yes, they've seen the reality, but you haven't. And so you're like, Oh no, I'm not going to let anything deter me. You know? Yeah, especially with the mindset of like, oh, she's just a first year teacher. What does she know? Like, and kind of like what you said, you just have to always, you, it's like you're always proving yourself because yeah, you're a first year teacher, but you're also here for a reason. You know, you're here because you have a passion for helping and teaching kids and you have a passion for, you know, all the challenges that come your way and you have a passion for all of that. But you have to prove to everybody else that you're worthy of of the the position you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So luckily, I go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say like all my coworkers were very welcoming, and so I there was never really like a moment where I felt. There were definitely learning moments. We'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. And that for somebody who's very proud I was to say I'm a proud person you know it kind of going from college where you're kind of on top to okay now you're now you're the newbie again that's kind of um kind of discouraging sometimes if that's even a word Uh, no absolutely it does it it's definitely something that you have to be able to navigate like you have to like you said I also had a really welcoming team but I also had to find my place within my team like I absolutely adored my team and to this day I love them so much but it's it took me a minute to find my place within my team and again because it was one of those situations where it's like okay are you going to be those teachers that pushes through all the challenges, that pushes through a group of rough kids, that pushes through 
some rules that you may not be happy with or are you going to be that teacher that says I'm done I'm going to go find someplace else in the middle of the year because that was the environment I was in where teachers would quit within the middle of the year and just leave so it took me a minute to build not only my kids trust but my team's trust and say and say no I'm here for I'm here to stay because I would never put my kids in a position where they lose someone in their life just because I couldn't handle it that's not that's not what I signed up to be and once you and like I said you have to kind of find your navigate through that and be able to push through no matter how hard things get Mm -hmm. and that's a great lead on to um, going back to like that first year you're going in all bright-eyed and excited Mm-hmm. It's, it makes it harder to stumble, I feel like, of, yeah. oh, like, here's my first mistake, or, oh, I should not have handled that situation like I did, or your first um, negative parent interaction that scares you <laughs> to no other, um, or even just the basic human comparison of, well, that teacher's able to do that, but why can't I do it? Or, wow, like, I wish I could, you know, all these different thoughts start going through your head, and you kind exactly. of lose that vision and that excitement almost. Because you forget, because it gets crowded and boggled down with all these other real-world situations, in a sense. Exactly, and especially like like you said, with um, being super like first year teaching is a dream. Like before I started my first year of teaching, I was always on social media looking at all these mm. phenomenal teachers yes. with their classrooms, with all their you know their their libraries, their their lessons and it was anytime I stumbled or didn't or made a mistake it I would always go into social media and say well that's not how they did it or if something I took from them didn't work with me I'm like what did I do wrong like you know and it's and it's really truly navigating up how, how are you going to look at this problem adapt to it and fix it and that's the mindset that some people don't don't follow through you get stuck with the okay here's my challenge and then you go into the I don't know I how am I going to adapt but you never go into how am I going to fix it and how am I going to move on you know like how am I going to fix this and just move on it's not going to be perfect it's not going it's and it's not the end of the world that it was perfect all kids are different all schools are different all teachers are different if something that works for me doesn't work for someone else it doesn't make them a bad teacher it just means that it didn't work for them if something that works for someone else didn't work for me it doesn't make me a bad teacher it means that it didn't work for me and my kids so um just and just that's kind of where the you kind of have to figure out your teaching style and figure out what are you going to do and how and maybe if it's even taking like that lesson that worked for someone else and changing it to fit your kids needs because your kids are not like that other teachers group of kids she may have a bigger class she may have a smaller class like what works for my second graders is that may not work for Meredith's fifth graders or fourth graders and fifth graders fifth and fifth graders I'll say I have both so <laughs> so it's just kind of being able to move through any challenges and that's really what like what we had to kind of learn the hard way and, and you know what going back to your, the teaching style I'm not spoiler alert okay are you ready for the spoiler alert I'm ready. Have ones under my belt and I still don't have a definite teacher style I know no. some things that I've 
love. I'll keep doing for next year. But I know that there's a great list of things that I want to take some time over the summer and over the next so many years of my career to figure out in order to best um, cater to my kiddos needs and you know what that's going to change from year to year you know maybe yeah. something in year two is going to be fantastic and work amazing but come year five I have a group of kiddos who need something completely else, completely different and you know what that's okay you know yeah we, you know so know that nothing's going to happen overnight you know exactly and go ahead the relationships between your students and your parents and your coworkers take time. It takes time to build that trust of, hey, like, I actually do know what's going on. Or, hey, I'm not that t- bad of a person. And so um, I have your kid's best interest. I have your mm-hmm. best interest mm-hmm. all into one. Yeah. And just understanding, like, no gr- kids are inherently different. That's just the way it is. You're going to have a group of kids that are going to be widely different from your first year, from your second year, from your third year, from your 10th year. You can have year after year of perfect kids and then you get that one rough group and you have to be able to say, you know what? That was that was the past. Those were different group of kids. And sometimes that's what, you know, I hear stories of teachers who have quit. Okay, I hear teachers who who have been in the have been in teaching for one, two, three years, and consistently the stories I hear is I had a rough kid, and as a, as a special ed teacher, because <laughs> I identify as special ed preschool teacher, early childhood teacher, elementary teacher, I identify as all of those because technically that's what I am. But every time I hear, it, I had a rough kid in my room. Part of me kind of cringes and not to be judgy, not to be rude or disrespectful. I understand, oh, do I understand what it's like to have a rough kid in your room and not have the support and the resources that you need. But at the same time, you can you cannot not go into teaching understanding that every group of kids is going to be perfect. You can't say my first year of teaching, my group of kids was amazing and I love them. And then my second year of teaching, my group of kids was amazing and I love them. And then the third year, when you have a rough kid, all of a sudden, all your, all your teaching, what has, has, is it not worth it anymore? But again, and again, sometimes it's just the career doesn't work for you. Sometimes it's, teaching is hard, guys. I understand. Holy moly. It is, I would consider it one of the hardest professions in the world. And it's hard when you don't have the resources and the support you need. You know, we just recently learned in our state, our budget was cut again. And, you know, that just dwindles the more resources and the more that we, everything that we have. But when you have that true deep passion for teaching, you can look at those, those challenges. You can look at those um, lack of resources, those lack of support and say, you know what? It's just another roadblock for me to hurdle over. It's just another thing that I need to push through and I need to find a way around because as teachers, we're also the most creative people in the world. You, We know how to find loopholes, how to go around a challenge, how to find a way or even find a way through a challenge. You know how to do it. It's just the the dedication to figuring out how and then getting through it. 
mm-hmm. if, that made, if that made any sense. <laughs> no, that's amazing. And that just leads on to if you keep rising and you keep learning and growing from these stumbles or these obstacles, you become a stronger educator for your kiddos and for yourself at the end of the day. So yes, in the moment, you're feeling all those intense emotions. You're really questioning everything. I mean, we question a lot of things this year as well. Um, but you you become stronger looking a month later, two months, five months, let's see, my big thing was seven months ago. So, you know, looking back, you kind of, you almost kind of chuckle when you look back on it, like, wow, like, I wish I felt the way I did in that moment that I do now. But you had to rise to the occasion, you had to learn in that moment, and then you were able to grow. So don't let failure keep you down. You will always get back up from failure after, you know, some processing of those emotions of this is the end and everything absolutely and that's uh, that's a great way to like connect it back to the that quote of like failure is not the falling of you're not just falling down it's staying down and i think that's when you think about okay so right now i just made a mistake or i just i just stumbled i mm-hmm. didn't know how to handle the situation am i gonna keep beating myself up on it or worse take it out on other people around me or am I going to say you know what that was just a little challenge that's fine it's fine I always like to say you know I'm gonna give myself a day to be angry not like a whole day but like till the end of the day so like if something went wrong that day I'm like I'm gonna give myself for the rest of the day to be annoyed to be angry whatever but tomorrow better believe that I'm over it you know if and if I'm not that sounds like a me problem that I have to take care of it's not anybody else's concern that you had a a rough go with that parent or you didn't know how to handle a situation with a kid or you got into a power struggle with a kid or you or you forgot a piece of your lesson plan or you whatever no matter what it is if it's if it's a small problem, you can't keep carrying it around with you and make everybody's day harder because of your attitude or because of your anger or annoyance. So just take this, just take that day. Remember that it's gonna be fine. Things are gonna be okay. And just move on and come back fresh the next day because those kids need you, your team needs you and that's all that matters and to like sum that all up picture a little kid falling scraping his knee and then five minutes later he's back up and running around have that little kid energy no matter where you are in your journey you know if you stumble and fall be the kid get back up and be on the go in five minutes you know acknowledge what you're feeling i'm a big advocate for never ignoring what you're feeling you need to you have a right to each of those emotions and you need to acknowledge them and work through them but still try and have that little kid energy of ow that really hurt whatever just happened that hurt whatever I just did but you know what I'm okay in the end and keep going and playing Mm -hmm. you know what I think you need to turn that into like I think that should be our quote for next week to have little kid energy (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm here for it I'll put that on like the make notes. <laughs> we'll have, we'll put it in the notes. 
All right, guys. So that was our our our, our spiel, our rant about mm-hmm. don't let failure get you down. Just let it be a stepping stone. Get right back up. Yes. Um, all right. So let's talk about how this podcast have has kind of come to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of hinted at it in the very beginning, but um, let's just kind of give you like the clear origin of it. Miriam, you want to take this one, or do you want me to take it? take it um I we really kind of honestly I'm going to be 100% real right now I kind of wanted to do it because a couple teachers I follow did it and it was amazing and I loved it so (laughs) I kind of wanted to emulate that and like I really wanted first of all I really wanted me and Meredith to do something together we always talked about you know either starting a blog you know we even said we want to write a book like we have a lot of plans in the future guys we were on it this summer (laughs) We had a lot of plans for this summer. <laughs> Talk about ambition. Right? And you, and you know what? Sometimes we just have to like dream really, really, really big and then just dwindle it down to the right one. And I think we found the right one with the podcast. Um, but yeah, I just kind of, we always, you know, our biggest form of communication throughout the school year is Snapchat. Like we snap every day we have a what what is our streak gone up to 250 let me check i have it right here i'm actually really proud of it because it's one of my higher ones that i <gasps> still maintain um, yes yes now we we have goals of a thousand but we're at 222 yes. so we're almost there <gasps> yes we're almost there and we and Honestly, anytime we, our streak would have been higher, but I take full blame for that because sometimes I let it die. But anyways. And the truth comes out. <laughs> didn't mean to. Um, but yeah, so, and most of that happened over the school year where something would happen, whether it was in my day, whether it was in her day, and we would just, I would just snap her being like, oh my gosh, I'm so angry right now. This parent walked in in the morning and just like, freaked out on me for no reason or or one of my kids true story one of my kids deliberately looked at me and proceeded to use the bathroom on himself um and that's just sometimes that's just the things you need to go through in the day of a teacher but it was any time that something wrong would happen and I just needed an immediate like just let go of this anger let it out and I would just type slide after slide of this is what's going wrong with my day. And I would just let it go. And I would immediately feel better. Just letting out that frustration and anger immediately made me feel better. And I think that's what made us both kind of like get through the rough times in our year. It was just that immediate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that immediate like release of anger of just like typing it all out and then like sending it off into cyberspace so and then that's kind of how I was like I just really like to talk about teaching as well like that's it I just love to talk about it and being also being quarantined with a whole bunch of non-teachers like I love my family more than anything in this world but when I talk about teaching it goes right over their heads they just it just it's just it's like a doctor talking to a doctor or a nurse talking to a nurse or a lawyer talking to a lawyer you just anybody outside of the profession sometimes doesn't fully understand so then we just kind of started talking about like how can we get our how can we keep just talking about teaching with other teachers also learning through it and also teaching through it like you know we as teachers we are also lifelong learners we know this we you know so 
how can we continue to talk about it and learn about it and and just kind of just share our stories with everybody because there's there's some pretty hilarious stories guys they're they're top notch <laughs> I mean that's all I can do right now just chuckle at so and because like I just keep thinking about like the stories that I have in my head of like and this is just like my first year all the stories like just the the little story of like that kid looking at me while he used the bathroom on himself I've had I have had multiple of that multiple stories like that which is kind of sad but at the same time true and something you need to college never told you that that you'd have kids deliberately urinating on themselves just to tick you off like you don't hear that in college I mean it's definitely a coping mechanism I guess you know what and you know what I could even I could even be you know just maybe I don't know what went through that kid's head maybe he just legitimately needed to use the bathroom I may never know you know he was acknowledging his feelings exactly there you go you know if Look he at was us. actually mad at you he acknowledged <laughs> them and then he processed through them up this is how i'm gonna stop the interview. yeah there you go and you know what <laughs> more power to him if that's the way he needs to express himself please don't express yourself that way guys <laughs> i think at this age we're okay <laughs> um but yeah so that was kind of how um this podcast came to be you know when we could in a land way back when or in a time way back when I should say, we would get together like once or twice a month about, and we would just chat and give each other updates on everything. And yes, Snapchat gave us that quick release of whatever we needed of, hey, like, look at this, that this just happened, or you'll never believe what just happened. Um, to being able to come in person and just be more detailed, because you know, Snapchat, like, you'll snap and then you won't go back for like five hours and then you'll snap again right so um and then recently we sorry and then recently we just kind of came up typing and we just started like sending each other videos yeah i got to the point where we just had to record ourselves talking and i'm like okay if we're already doing this on snapchat we can podcast exactly (laughs) so that's kind of how um this podcast came to be uh we came up with the name teach to grow um kind of it was a common theme that we saw in each of our stories of, you know, like obstacle came our way, we stumbled, but we always were able to end the stories with how we were able to navigate through it and grow. And so um, we're firm believers that we may hold the title of teachers, but we will forever be students. Cause mm-hmm. even I know in my 30th year of teaching, I'll still be learning new things, whether that's exactly. technology related or if it's, you know, a new situation arises. So, exactly. Yeah, you never know. Another pandemic may came may come our way, and we can be like, "Oh, hey, we're the experts here, guys." (laughs) COVID nineteen two point oh. Oh Lord. So yeah, that's kind of like how the podcast is. I believe what we're going to talk about next is uh, expectations. I think. I think so. Yeah. Let me move the screen down. Oh, sorry. I forgot that I'm sharing my screen and I'm in charge. (laughs) like you're in charge dude um so kind of like going back to like that was kind of like how it came together but our purpose is we don't want to come off like we're bashing education because that is the last thing that we want to do what we're trying to do is kind of give a like a gentle nudge or a reality check if you will Mm -hmm. um that 
give you like a heads up that something is coming your way during any school year. Yeah. Um, we're not trying to scare you out of the profession. Trust me, we're both going into our second year very happy with new opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be teaching all social studies, thriving. Um, yes. Wait, you know, I already have so many things <laughs> planned. Um, are they on paper yet? No, but they're in my head. There, there you go. Yeah, um, and I'll be teaching kindergarten next year, which oh, I'm so excited. My, I love little itty bitty babies. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we just wanted to kind of share our experiences, show you how we took the stumbling and the obstacles that we were faced with and how we grew. And looking back, I think we can say we grown a little. Oh, I think we've grown a lot. Like, I think, I honestly think that, like Meredith said, we're not trying to scare anybody out of teaching. If anything, we want more people to come into teaching, understanding the reality so that when you get into your third, fourth, fifth year of teaching, you're not still, you're not shocked by anything and you're not wanting to leave because of the initial shock of something that, that might happen. Again, not to scare anybody. I think this past year, it didn't hurt me. It didn't harm me. I have no regrets. I have no, I, if anything, it built a deeper passion for teaching. And I'm so excited for the next, my next group of kids, the next set of challenges, because you grow from challenges. I, this is what I told my kids every day. Like if you are getting to a point where you're not being challenged, then this is not where this is not for you. If you're if you have a set of math questions that you're not having to struggle through just a little bit, not too much, not to the point where you're about to like freak out, but just enough, then you wish you wouldn't be in second grade. You wouldn't be learning second grade things. You would be already in third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. So you need to learn all of these things before you can move on. And before you can get to a point where you are comfortable in your career, the only reason people get comfortable in their careers is because they've gone through all the challenges and they've gone through all the hardships. And even then, there's still, I'm sure, especially since education is always evolving and always changing and always moving, there's always going to be something new to learn. And if you're ever afraid of learning something new, then you're going to, you're in for a rude awakening because you're always learning in education. You're always moving. You're always adapting and changing with it. And especially in the times we're living now, if you can't get to a position where you are uncomfortable or with change or you're uncomfortable with something new coming your way, then you need to, you know, kind of check yourself a little bit and say, how am I going to adapt and move forward? Mm-hmm. Nicely said. Nicely Thank you. Thank right you. There. Thank you. I don't even want to like come in and follow anything with that. That was very <laughs> nice. Um, but I will add that, you know, after all those challenges and you're adapting and you're being flexible, I feel ready for my second year. Absolutely. Like it's going to be a little bit different than our first year because we're doing two different areas. Yeah. You know, you're going to kindergarten. I'm going to strictly social studies, but Technically, we're still going into a new first year because everything's different. Mm-hmm. But I feel ready. Like, it's Me like, too. No, if, if a similar situation would arise, which probably will, that's reality. Absolutely, for sure. You know, I feel like, okay, now I, I know what to kind of expect and how to handle it. Yeah. So, and that's one thing that you just, there's so many things that you kind of have to learn as you go. 
you know, all those expensive textbooks that you probably had to buy in college. And trust me, college was great. I would probably say college was, I won't say the four best years of my life because there's so much yet to come, but definitely four of the top, my top favorite years. It was just yeah. a fun time. You know, I met my best friend, Miriam. Yeah. I met so many great people and had so many great experiences and each practicum pushed me out of my comfort zone and it did give me a lot of information but then it's you find yourself on the first day of school where you're the leader and you have 20 something kids looking back at you you know excited and because you they have a new teacher in the building and everything and you're kind of sitting there with you know like a deer and headlights kind of thing but yeah and then you kind of have to be able to wing it sometimes of you mm-hmm. know <laughs> that lesson plan's not working i need to switch it right now in order to keep them engaged yeah. So it's honestly you learn from experiences you can learn stuff from a text i've read some professional development uh, we've done some um professional development conferences so far this summer already mm-hmm. and you know we can learn from all that but honestly your best teacher for you is experience Exactly. And you never know if it's even the things that we learned through those virtual conferences was, you know, if we don't know if any of the things that these presenters are telling us, we don't even know if that's going to work in our classroom because it's different. So how am I going to take what I learned from these amazing, amazing, amazing teachers And how am I going to adapt it to my group of kids? Like the way we both, you know, watch the same presenters, they both, all those presenters gave us the same exact information, but how am I going to adapt it to kindergarten and how is she going to adapt it to social, fifth grade social studies? And it's, it's going to be completely different. Like I, for example, the one thing that stuck out to me during this conference was, you know, uh, Uh, progress monitoring and I'm not going to be monitoring the same kind of progress that Meredith's going to monitor because my kids are just now learning their like CDC words and uh, their ABCs and how to add one digit numbers while while Meredith's kids are going to be learning about wars and you know and history and current events and all those things and she's going to be monitoring two completely different things does it mean that it's not going to come with a set of challenges no it's definitely for sure is there going to be a lot of adapting and finding the way to do it you know fluidly absolutely that's the whole point it's just finding what works for you and it's not that we have to do it exactly the same we're not exactly the same people we're pretty close i mean we're pretty similar um it's kind of scary sometimes it is (laughs) but we're not the same person we're not teaching the same thing we're not doing the same things we don't think the same way so we have to understand so am i gonna look at meredith and say oh my gosh she's well, yeah, I would look at her and say she's such an amazing teacher because she is, but I'm not going to look at her and say, oh my gosh, she did it this way, but I'm not doing it this way. Does this mean I'm going to be a bad teacher? No, she has a completely different set of kids. I cannot try to to be exactly like her because it wouldn't work for my kids. So just kind of thinking about how are you going to be your own teacher? How are you going to take everything that you've learned, everything that you've experienced and adapt it to fit the needs of your specific kids? Because that's all that matters. That's it. Nothing else matters. Not test scores, not, 
you know, not behaviors, nothing else. Only your kids, only making them successful. That's the only thing that matters. And like during our your journey with us, you're gonna maybe hear about similar experiences that you felt, or maybe you won't. Maybe you'll these experiences you've never have encountered, but just the way that you interpret of okay, this is how they handled it. Take some time and reflect of how would you handle it. Reflection will definitely be a tool for you because it'll prepare you for when you do, if you do encounter things. So going back to what Miriam was saying, everything is open for interpretation. You and everybody interprets differently. That's the amazing thing about teaching is you don't have to do everything the same exact way. Mm-hmm. You can achieve the same standard 500 different ways and you may have similar results. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of, um, do you have anything else to add about our purpose? No, I think we, I think we summed it up. Yeah. So, um, our purpose will also become clearer as we go through and you kind of truly see the Mm -hmm. true format of our episodes. Um, but kind of give you some expectations from us to you is that, um, we will be trying most likely (laughs) we will post, um, once a week, usually always on Fridays. I don't know why I'm like being like, so like, Oh, usual, maybe (laughs) we are definitely going to be posting once a week on Fridays. Um, you can expect these episodes to last in a range, probably from 25, 40, sometimes an hour. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cause we talk a lot guys. We do. We we tend to talk a lot, especially when it comes to teaching. (laughs) As you probably noticed, we both go on rambles. So you're probably sitting there going, oh my God, guys, get to the point. <laughs> you just like, just wrap it up. <laughs> um, but so the, some will be like half hour to an hour. I'll give you that. Um, eventually, like kind of give you an idea, like we're in this for the long run. This isn't going to be like a two episode thing. We'll get bored and we leave you. We would never leave our kids. Why would we leave you guys as members of our teaching community? And so... Um, we will be here to stay. So with that, we always want to be evolving. We would, we always want to be improving. And so hopefully somewhere down the road as we become smoother with getting the video to start and, you know, <laughs> getting our thoughts out and everything, um, something that we would like to add would be segments. And we want segments that include you guys, the audience, the participation. So whether that's a question, as you as you see our episodes evolve and you see that each episode will cover a certain topic or a certain obstacle that we overcame or that we were faced with, um, maybe you have a question of, oh, I wonder what they would do in this situation. Or, you know, I would like a piece of advice on this. Or even, hey, this was my situation. How do you guys feel about it? Mm-hmm. And so, like, sending in those questions and those stories to us um, and being able to share your story or answer your question on the next uh, podcast, I think would be kind of a cool way to um, include you guys in our community. Um, and then, just a disclaimer to be put out there, um, we are not the experts and we aren't going to act like we're experts and we're not going to sit on thrones or I wanted to say pedestals, but I always say the word weird. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know. That's, that's how I am. Whatever I try to say, um, uh, what, the, how your school, Catholic schools, uh, no. Oh, um, oh, I know what word, but I can't say it. Um, I can't. What's the? I, I, oh my god! I forgot the word. I know. Um, I forgot too. Uh, uh, I don't know. 
It's on the tip of my tongue. Okay. Me guys, too. We'll, we'll figure it out. Word, we'll say it. We'll um, figure it out. But just know that we just want to create a community where it's welcoming, it's collaborative, everyone's voice is heard once we can figure out how to um, get to the segment part or evolving. Um, but yeah, right now it's just going to be kind of like a chatty podcast where Miriam and I will chat and then we will expand, expand to including you guys. Um, so to if you have those questions or if you have those stories, you can email us. Um, and you can email us at teach to grow podcast, all lowercase. Um, the two is T O, not the number two, just T O <laughs> at gmail.com. Well, my email, well, my parents' email has a number two in it. And ah. Everybody gets it confused with two, the number and two, the word. And so I just want to make sure that it's teach to grow podcast at gmail.com. So if you're listening and you have a question already or a story that you would like to share on an upcoming podcast that you would like to have a shout out for, let us know. We are more than happy to have your um, to have your participation, but we know that takes time and that takes trust building. So it is okay if you are not ready to share questions or anything. Yeah, and we'll write down the the email somewhere in our description i don't know if this podcast has a description we'll figure it out um but <laughs> well, yeah I, go we're ahead. also working on social media too so yes we like are Twitter, for sure facebook possibly instagram yes might as well go all out right i mean right you know what we're being brave that's that's we're being we're being innovative and brave <laughs> you gotta be risky to grow we you and your quotes. I mean, like, Cece, I love it. You're so good at creating them, too. See, guys, you also got to find your own, like, cheerleader. <laughs> you have to find the fan. I kind of teach myself the fancy handwriting that everyone's really into right now. Oh, calligraphy. Like, yeah, but I have, like, the traditional cursive down. Like, I was handwriting queen in second grade. Ooh. Uh, still proud of your that. Your handwriting is really nice. <gasps> because yes. my mom maybe practiced for hours. So that's amazing. See, <laughs> see, here's the thing. Me, my fine motor skills are very like I can't. I don't have as much control in my hand as I'd like to. Like I can freehand something, but I can't like do the color. I don't know. I also have very minimal patience for it. Like I would just like scribble if I if it doesn't work out the first couple times. I mean, hey, sometimes you gotta take that route. What? Yeah, exactly. You know, I you're see, she inspires me all the time. You're, you're inspiring me to take up calligraphy now. I mean, we have all the time in the world, apparently. Literally, and we could in the fall too. Who knows? You know? Oh God. Which, by the way, guys, kudos. Like we're applauding you over here for exactly you've had to go through the last three months with um, teaching online. I thought that it would be kind of cool to teach online because you know how there's all those online businesses that you teach online like all the time Mm -hmm. but then after experiencing it I'm like you know I really wish I was in my classroom like the days where I was in my classroom and I wish to be in bed like I think that feeling may be gone for a while because right I want to be back I want to be I'm like it's not it's also not mentally like it's not mentally right or yeah, mentally simulating. Cool. To have your bed five feet away from you. Like it's not 
for sure. It, it's not good for the motivation and the productivity that you need to get up and actually teach. So, yeah, I do wish looking back on the, I mean, I may have another chance come August, but looking back from March to May, I wish I had made like my teaching area somewhere that was not in my room, but was still yeah. private from the other parts, you know, just yeah. like, it was so easy to like, once you were like off FaceTime with your, not FaceTime, but like Zoom with your kids, like once they couldn't see you anymore, it was so easy to get back into bed and like, exactly work and- or like to not turn on your cam- honestly the one thing i will say that the one good thing that came out was useless meetings from your bed like just no, don't even turn on your camera that i will push for i will push for all useless staff meetings that could be an email be on zoom so that you could stay in bed but everything else like the actual teaching portion needs to be in the classroom that's the one thing i'm like mm, i miss my babies i do too like Yes. I, I hesitate there, but I do. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say that, like, you don't know what you've got until it's not there anymore. Exactly. And sometimes when you get into the routines of classroom, you know, schedules and, okay, we have to get to this. We have to get this. Oh, no, we didn't get to this. So, okay, well, this kid's doing this and that one did that. And, oh, my gosh, now these two are clashing. And, you know, there's so many mm-hmm. things that you have to deal with in a span of 30 minutes that you kind of almost get boggled down and you don't acknowledge yeah. that feeling that you have for them in your heart and so like that time away like I would get so nervous to go on my zoom calls with them because I just what my um school did was that we kind of used it more as class meeting time and so we you know it we used it as an opportunity for um open question form like if they had any questions about any of the assignments on the little classroom or they needed clarification or what have you they could ask face to face in a sense and then if I needed to remind them of anything coming up, I could do that there. And then we would play a little game. And then an hour would go by. And then we'd be like, okay, see you on the next odd day. And, you know, so it wasn't really like, a, okay, today in social studies, we're going to be doing this. Okay, in science, we're doing this. And like, take them through those subjects. I would do flip videos where, you know, I would film the PowerPoint and me talking it through and explaining what they had to do. But I mean you don't see them when they watch it yeah and like it's i funny enough the thing i missed most was the routine of like i'm gonna get up at this time i'm gonna Mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna i'm gonna have my outfit for the the day picked out in the last night and i'm going to wake up and grab my coffee and get to work set up things you know set up listen to music in the morning have the lights off in the morning say good morning to my kids you know give them a hug talk to them honestly i even miss the the random floating parent that would walk in and just have a random conversation with me or even be angry with me like that's i would miss even the most mundane ridiculous sounding things i just missed everything in the routine of being like okay so we're gonna start with family meeting and then we're gonna go into math and then all of those things and even having my lunch with my team like every day we have lunch together and we just talked about our day I just missed all the small things Mm -hmm. exactly just missing all the small things that you truly did take for granted or even complained about during the school year and having that all ripped away from you in an instant is like 
insane. And I remember even in the beginning of the whole COVID thing, I remember being like talking to my teammates and saying, oh my gosh, if they don't shut down the school, it's going to be ridiculous. You know, that it, it's it's not safe. And, I, and now I'm like, I'll risk it. Let me back in my room. I'll risk it. <laughs> well, right. And here's the thing. It's like, people are saying oh i hope we don't go back to the old normal the new normal is actually kind of better and then you have the others who are saying no like we do need to go back but like when we do go back to whatever our normal is going to transform into from here on out i hope we remember some of the things and the feelings that we felt along the way of okay yeah we probably should wash our hands better (laughs) and we should probably not be on top of each other and yeah you know but also remember that during this time we missed the relationships we missed going in and you know making our co-workers procrastinate on their work and you know giving them trouble and teasing them and laughing and sometimes crying and ranting to them and we miss the the never-ending stories that our kids come up with right oh my at gosh. the randomest of times you miss that you want them it's like i would try and get my kids to tell me those stories on zoom and some of them would bite and others just they were like, oh, it's okay. And you could just tell they were sad. So like mm-hmm. for our new normal, our new our normal that we're transforming into, I hope we remember and we don't take those moments for granted anymore. Yeah, for sure. Especially since we don't know what it's going to look like next year. No, I know. That's... I think we're supposed to get an announcement in the next couple of weeks from my school. So yeah, my school's uh, saying that they're going to make a decision in July. Really? So it's it's i'm like july couldn't come soon enough I, everybody's thing, it's like i don't want to rush the summer because it's like i'm nervous for what exactly like. exactly so it's, it's like, kind of like they're telling you you should relax and enjoy your summer and then it's like but i can't because i don't know what to be planning i don't know if i should be planning virtual lessons or should i be planning in class lessons can't you tell that we're both type a and we need to have everything planned out yeah exactly thank you for pointing that out we what's a break we don't do breaks here no here we are signing up exactly here we are signing up for conference after conference after pd after pd and like planning a million things to do like podcasts and books and blogs and we just can't this is also the first summer that i'm not teaching summer school so i'm like what am i doing with myself We'll find some time for you to fill up. Don't worry. (laughs) I don't know the meaning of the word relax because when I'm, because really I'm relaxed when I'm organizing and planning and doing all of that stuff. So exactly. And planning out the layout of my classroom. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I know. I need to get into mine. Actually, ironically, the classroom that I'm going to be teaching in. So as you'll learn about our journeys this past year. There was a restructure in my system, my school system. And so I'm at a different building, ironically, the one that I went to school with. And I'm going to be I'm going to be a fourth grade homeroom teacher, but I'll be teaching social studies for uh, the two fourth grade classes and the two fifth grade classes. Um, And I am going to be a fourth grade homeroom teacher in my fourth grade classroom. (gasps) What? Oh, my gosh. Full circle. That's amazing. I was like my. And honestly, the way that um, we chose the rooms, I wasn't even thinking about how that was my fourth grade room. I just wanted to look out on the street. I didn't want to look out on the parking lot. <laughs> so I wanted to be on that Listen, side. you have to have a nice view. You have to have a nice view. There's more action on the road. <laughs> 
we're high up they can barely see the road it's fine but I know what's out there and so um and so when it finally connected in my head I was like oh my gosh I was taught fourth grade in this room so that's amazing I love it that's such a like I love those stories where it's like full circle you know we wanted to I wanted to become a teacher here and now I am a teacher here well I reached out to my fourth grade teacher and I'm, I'm not bashing her disclaiming I'm not she was my by far my favorite teacher ever she was I kind of feel like I like her. She's sarcastic. She's funny. Okay, maybe I'm not funny yet, but maybe you'll learn that I am. You're hilarious. Just <laughs> wait. Just wait. Um, but she just kept teaching exciting, and um, she would always bring me back into the classroom to observe her. Like, she's like, oh, yeah, come on by. Like, always come on And so I reached out to her and I, to tell her that, hey, like, guess what? Um, yeah, no, I didn't get a response. <laughs> oh! But I don't know if it's... There is, there's some drama about things. So I don't know if she just doesn't want to acknowledge that school or what, but Ooh. yeah. Yeah, there's, <gasps> I got some juicy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey, just because sometimes the private school doesn't mean that we're boring. <laughs> sometimes it's the, it's the school you least expect that's the most exciting. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Ironic how it's like that. I All right. Like so to... <laughs> kind of wrap up our yeah hour-long podcast at this point. one hour and 15 minutes no way oh my gosh sorry guys we promise we'll get our timing down we um, it's just like teaching you just got to figure out how your time management exactly you know sometimes you finish that lesson super early and other times you're like oh i need two more classes so you figure <laughs> it out <laughs> so thank you for, to each of you a big big thank you um from us to you for mm-hmm. joining us I actually had fun. I was pretty Me skeptical too. coming, starting this. I was dragging my feet, not going to lie. Because um, I was like, ah, I don't I don't know how this is going to go. But the fact that an hour and probably now 18 minutes has gone by, um, I mean, I had a blast. This was so much fun. Like, honestly, I've, I don't think I've had this much fun in a really long time. It's kind of sad. But at, at the same time, quarantine. Hashtag quarantine. <laughs> There you go. So, as a reminder, we're going to be posting again on next Friday. Um, so, come back, check back next Friday for episode two, where we will be diving into a specific topic. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then we'll go from there, guys. So, um, again, our email is teach to grow at, oh, nope, nope. I like teach to grow podcast. <laughs> teach to grow. This is why this is why we're partners in this journey together because I forget she reminds. Um, <laughs> so teach to grow podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, we are going to figure out the different layouts that we can put this on, and then we'll go from there, and we'll get our social media happen too soon. So exciting things are coming. Thank you so much from being here from the beginning. Yes, we appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much. Remember that little kid energy. Yes. And have a wonderful summer and a wonderful relax, enjoy, and we'll see you all next week. Yes, see you soon, guys. Bye. Bye.